0: To be shy, am I not talking to you? So, is this working to this end? We also labor. He says, My grace is a a r o k e o, sufficient enough. My grace will put you over for my strength. The word there is dunamis, my. Is made perfect in weakness. Are you weak? It's a guy, you are the perfect person. I'll express myself true. So you don't take your weakness and run away from God, you bring your weakness to God. If you study your Bible with the eyes of grace, you will see that wherever God's people had weakness, it was their strength. Sarah, old, could not have children. Abraham is dead. What happened? They had a son, and she breastfed him at 90. That's not possible. Out of weakness, they were made strong. That Abraham, after Sarah died, still married another wife, called Keturah, and had other children. That means the, the strength he received Continued. What is your weakness? He says, this sickness, uh, I'm a mathematic, I cannot run for long. Now, you're the one God will use to run. Because his strength, his power, is made perfect in weakness. What's your weakness? Apostle, my weakness is that uh, this sin, that's where you have great strength. The next king in the house of David didn't come from Abigail. It came from Bathsheba. Bring your weakness to God. Father, I'm only afraid. I come boldly to the throne of grace to receive mercy to help me in this time of need. I receive grace to overcome this fear. You become so bold. People wonder, what happened to you? The women say, what will they take? No. His strength is the perfect way in weakness. Look at Paul. Therefore, most gladly, I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You know one thing about us is when, we, when Christians are together, we boast about our strengths. Because you're trying to make the person like you. And tell all the good sides of your story. Paul says, I boast in my weakness. That the power of Christ may rest upon. Oh, you sit down with some friends. Say, oh, how far? How? Uh, you're a Christian? Yeah. So, uh, I got born again in, in 1982. I got born again in 1993. I got born again this one. When you get born again? Uh, from my mother's womb. Liar! I got born again 2020. He? You mean we're living in sin all these years? No, I didn't really live in sin. In fact, I was a virgin. Liar again. Tell them the truth. You got 2020. You got born again 2020. So you've been sinning since. Yes, sir. I was sinning. But God was merciful to me. His power will give you speed. Because we're not proud. Most of us don't like to tell the truth. Say, so, wow, you're born again? Yeah, I got born again. Where did you get born again? As soon as I started university. I knew you then. I went to school. You did grace very well. Say me. I was not, no. Well, you're not the one walking. With you. No, not me. Oh. Don't lie. So the power of Christ may rest upon you. you are there. So the power of Christ is in me to strengthen me above my weaknesses. Because man's difficulty is always God's opportunity. If you are blind, he wants to give you sight. If you are deaf, he wants to open your ears. If you are lame, he wants you to walk. If you are dead, he wants you alive. the anointing on Jesus is on me. Mark 5 verse 30 now. It says, And Jesus, knowing in himself that power has gone out from him, turned around in the crown and said, Who touched my clothes? Now that means because Christ is in you, the clothes you wear carries power. Paul knew that. So whenever Paul is working, Because Paul was a tent maker. And it came to him, Acts 19 verse 11. And it came to him and said, so and so is sick. Oh, I'm busy. And God walked on usual miracles by the hands of Paul. Look at the next verse. So that even anchor chiefs. Now, these were not anchor chiefs that, okay, maybe we say bring anchor chief for prayer. No. The anchor chief was used to clean sweat. He says, oh, take this one. Paul knew that whatever made contact with him made contact with power. Because the Holy Ghost lived in him and that same Holy Ghost lives in you. Some of you are dry cleaners who get healed for washing your clothes. He says so that even handkerchief or aprons you know, you have your aprons while you're working were brought from his body. Notice it didn't say after prayer. Oh, so so it's dying. Oh, I can't come now. I'm busy. Take. And that cloth. Listen to the Bible. says, was brought to the sick. And the diseases left them. Without prayer. They didn't say they put it on them and prayed. Now, it's okay to pray. Are you are you get my point now. I'm going to show you the consciousness and the evil spirit. Somebody said, come out. Uh-uh. As the clothes, the apron or the handkerchief you touched, the evil spirit went out of them. if you have a handkerchief there in your body, just put it, put it maybe around you because that handkerchief is going to become a miracle extension. Are you following me? Hallelujah. So you know that when you get home today, this clothing you wore today if someone said, So, I'm so sick, you say, Wait, 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 take this, my cloth. You see, that's what Elisha Elijah knew. He told Gehazi, He said, Take my staff. But Gehazi was a thief, it didn't work. Let me show you something about this thing. Say so, so The Holy Ghost lives in me. Hallelujah. Are you learning something today? I told you the essence of this meeting is to teach you how to minister healing to the sick. Okay, now listen to this. First Kings 17, verse 17. Now it happened that after these things that the son of the woman who owned the house became sick, and his sickness was so serious that there was no bread left in him. So she said to Elijah Elijah, What have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to kill my son? Do you know that when things go wrong with us, the first thing we think about is our sin? How many of you know what I'm talking about? One fellow comes and say, "What have you done to deserve this?" I said, "Does it come to your heart?" The truth is that there's a devil in this world. When Jesus told them to go to the other side, there was a storm. Was it because Jesus, who was in a boat, was living in sin? No. There are storms that are caused by sin. There are storms that are caused by devils. But most of the time, we are sin conscious. Instead of grace conscious. So now this is an attack of the devil. So it is when you start exercising your faith, and you're not seeing results the way you want it, you're not asking, Lord, what, what am I doing wrong, or what do you want me to do? Sin should not be the first thing in your mind except you are living in sin, then let it be the first thing in your mind. So she said, what have I to do with you, oh man of God? Have you, have you come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to kill my son? That's what comes to your mind. Brother. Hey, what have I done to this? Oh God, if there's, any, if there's any sin I've committed, forgive me. Okay, which sin have you committed? And you know that you, to the best of all, you're living right. Is this making sense to anybody here? All right, look at the next verse. And he said to her, give me your son. So he took him out of her arms and carried him to the upper room. Where he was staying and laid him on his bed. Next. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, Oh Lord my God, have you also also brought tragedy on the woman with whom I lodged by killing her son? The prophet is also asking God a question. Next. And what, he stretched himself. You know why? Because there's life in you. He stretched himself out on a child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, Oh Lord, my God, I pray thee, let the child also come back to him. Next. He says, Then the Lord heard the verse of Elijah and the soul of the child came back to him and he revived. He stretched himself. You don't know what is inside of you. The Holy Spirit is the creator. The creator of the whole universe is inside of you. The power that created heaven and earth is inside of you. The power that made the sun, the the stars, the heavens, the planets. All of those
1: power
0: is inside of you right now. When you think about it. Do you know who you carry? Now, don't forget, the least in the kingdom of God is greater than Elijah. How hope you know that. Because John the Baptist came in the spirit and power of Elijah. And the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Are you following me? Alright, let's come to 2 Kings. Chapter 4. And let's look at this story. Let's begin from verse verse 18. 2 Kings 4 verse 18. And the child grew and it happened one day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said to his father, my father, my father. And he said to his servant, carry him to his mother. And that's the way men are. He said, daddy, my body is one kind. He said, go and meet your mother. You see with the Bible. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, and he sat on the knees till noon, and then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him, and went out. And she, Then she called to her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys, that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. She said, it is well. Now watch this. You can receive your miracle when you want it. Why are you going to him today? The woman with the issue of blood took a healing. The word receive. Lambano means to take. You don't wait for your healing. You take it. Because Jesus has already carried your infirmities and your sicknesses and made it available to you. You take it. Say take it. Say I take it. You take it. We have to learn to take it. Look at this. Verse 24. Then she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. Now you can see donkeys were cars those days. So she entered the car and said, drive speed. All right? Because it's an urgency. And so she departed and went to the man of God and Mount Camel. And so it was that when the man of God saw her far off that she said to his servant, Gehazi, look, the Shunammite woman. Please run now to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is, is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. Now, when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. But I came there to push her away. That's how peace. Peace is like all this kind of work. Secure protocol. I want to touch up. It's in the Bible. Hallelujah. But the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress. And the Lord has hidden it, hidden it from me and has not told me. That means a prophet doesn't know everything. That's what the Bible says, we know in part. When someone saw Eli, he said the Lord's anointed is before him. And God says, no, man looks at the other parents, I look at the health, I've refused him, I've rejected him. Hallelujah. So she said did I ask a son of my lord did I not say, do not deceive me then he said to Gehazi get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way if you meet anyone do not greet him and if anyone greets you do not answer him but lay my staff on the face of the child and the mother of the child said as the lord lives and as your soul lives I will not leave you so he arose and followed her now Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid his staff on the face of the child but there was neither voice nor hearing therefore, he went back to bed and, and told him, saying, the child has not awakened. But when Elisha came into the house, there was a child lying dead on his bed. He went and therefore shut the door behind him, behind the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. Watch this. And he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth to his mouth and his eyes to his eyes and his hands to his hand. And he stretched himself out on the child. Watch this. And... The flesh of the child became warm. See there's life in me. He laid on the child. the child became warm. Next, he returned and walked back and forth in the house. He walked back and forth. What did you wear walking back and forth? Huh? prayer. For us, will be Kabashing, yes, Speaking in tongues. Going back and forth. Walking. Staring at fire. Staring at fire. Staring at fire. Staring at fire. And again, he went up and stretched out on him. And the child sneezed seven times. And the child opened his eyes. you can see why there was power in Elijah's bones. Because that spirit quickens your mortal body. The power of God is not just in your hands. It's not just on your head. It's in your system. Are you following me? It's when you wear shoes, the power enters the shoes. The aboki that is polishing your shoes can be healed or piled. Ah. Are you following me? Alright. Acts 20. I want us to read from verse 7. Now on the first of the week when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together. And in a window sat a young man named Eutychus. Who was sinking into deep sleep. That's why it's not good to sleep in church. He was to overcome by sleep as Paul continued speaking. He fell down from the third story. And was taken up dead. But Paul went down. What did he do? He fell on him. Embracing him. He didn't pray. said, do not trouble yourselves, for his life is in him. He didn't pray. Look at it. When Peter raised the dead, he prayed, then turned to the body and said to Tabitha to arise. Paul had learned how to speak in tongues for a long time. That I speak in tongues more than you all because when you're speaking in tongues, you are quickly in the life of God, you're stirring the life of God in you, it's surcharging so your body. Sparks are taking place. That's why don't speak in tongues short, speak in tongues long, speaking tongues for a long time, a long time until the presence of God overshadows you. Now you know why. When Peter was going to the temple to pray, his shadow was healing the sick. Power is not just in your hand; it's in your being. You, it's your Let's get out of shell and like high and touch the You, you, you change the atmosphere. He didn't pray; It just fell on him and embraced him. Just life in me keeps you alive. If you knew what was in you. If you knew what you carried, child of God. If you knew what was in you, if you knew what you carried, he prayed. He went up. Now he, when he had come up and broken bread and eaten and taken a long while, even till daybreak, he departed. And he brought a young man in alive. And they went not a to comfort. He went to continue his service. After he hugged him. You see why you need Christ in you? Because when Christ comes into you, the fullness comes. When the Holy Ghost comes, he releases of that fullness out. In John 7 verse 37, start playing on the keyboard please. On the last day that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the spirit has said, out of his heart, or King Jesus, out of his belly, shall flow rivers of what? Life-giving water. When you're born again, he said, Well, John 4, verse 14. Look at this quickly, we'll come back to John 7:38. John 4.14, it says, But whosoever drinketh of this water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water I shall shall, shall give him shall be in him, a water springing up into everlasting life. Now you have the life in your spirit. It's in your spirit when you're born again. When you get through the Holy Ghost, that life floods your body, floods your whole being. It's an ever-flowing river. It's called rivers of living water. Life giving water. life-giving water. There's a river of life in heaven. There's a river of life in you. There's a river of life in you. You can hold somebody else. So from Galatish guy. You're well. I can find it. The river flowed out of you. Out of your heart shall flow rivers. Of living water. The Bible says this the key of the Spirit. Next verse. Which day which believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost on not not given. Because Jesus now is glorified. It's the Holy Ghost in you. There's a river now, a river that gives life, that quickens your mortal body, killing the people. The river is there. When you're speaking in tongues, you are staring the river. The waves keep coming. You're staring the river. And as you stir it from within you, it gets to a point where the waves of that river enter into land. Dust is flesh. It begins to envelop your body and everybody around you. The flood of the river begins to flow. The river has overflowed its banks. At that point, you start feeling electric current in your body. See, the river is overflowing its banks, it's in your spirit. As you talk in tongues, you are stirring the waves. You're stirring the waves. You're stirring the waves. It begins to flow. Then it enters land dust. You're going to feel that shock. Continue. Are you following me? Continue. Bow your heads for a a moment, please.
1: Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love. So that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wale Faso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birubulu, Yenegua Biasa State. You can also visit our website at Church. Dot org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 003 382 7072 or 005 120 4708.
0: God bless you.